Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the 5 for 5 Day Podcast. My name is Mike Landy, and I am kicking this thing off again. Just trying to get some stuff out there. If you like it, that's cool. Tell a friend or not. I'm just making these things when I have the time or some kind of compelling idea. I uh, started preparing this return to the 5 for 5 Day Podcast in mid-January. It was January 16th to be exact. Uh, this is usually right about the time that all those New Year's resolutions to commit to, you know, those life-changing events, they start to fade, you know, the commitment to exercise program, thing like that. Um, anyone with a gym membership knows that the first week of January is the absolute worst time to get a workout in. Everyone feels the need to marry the start of the year with that life-changing promise for better health or any other type of improvement. Uh, you know, I'm really going to do it this time. This year is going to be different. Nobody starts a diet on a Tuesday night kind of thing. Um, personally, I am not a big practitioner of the uh, New Year's resolutions concept, but I do like the idea. Uh, after all, I, I love the concept of self-improvement. I am not very good at it. Uh, but the fact is that, you know, that's the most important thing that you, you are about improvement. And in order to ponder a resolution, you need to admit that you need some improving. Uh, you need to admit that you have a problem. You know, this is a good thing. I don't know if our society does this enough, kind of looks in the mirror and says, there's something wrong with me. Um, it's kind of like starting the Alcoholic Anonymous, Anonymous meeting with, hello, my name is Mike and I'm an alcoholic. You are facing the fact that you have a problem that only you can address. So while I love the idea of promising yourself uh, an improvement, a la the New Year's resolution, I just think you need to take the New Year's out of it. So enough about the New Year's resolution stuff. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about was the practice of going to the gym. Um, actually, no, that's not it either. Uh, it's mostly about the idea of getting out and going to places, uh, getting off your ass and doing something that isn't always fun. And I guess I'm just using going to the gym as the vehicle here. Um, don't misunderstand me. This is not a workout podcast or some in inspirational broadcast about hitting the gym and getting your workout in. It's a bit more about the dynamic of making it a point to travel outside of your house at those stupid hours in the cold and in the rain and making it a point to get yourself physically to the gym on a regular basis. It's about this weird sort of fraternity of walking into that place and seeing all those other regulars, other people who, just like you, show up day after day. And if you are a gym guy or a gym girl, I think you know what I'm talking about. You have that desire and that commitment in common with those people. And that's pretty cool. Um, what got me thinking about this is I've, I've recently developed a whole new respect for these type of routine meeting places that we tend to create as adults. I think they are a really good thing, a very healthy thing, and probably an absolutely necessary thing. The gym is a great example of that, but it could be the coffee shop or the supermarket or the park where you walk your dog. You go to these places on a regular basis and you begin to see the same people each time you are there. Most of the time, you don't know their names, but they sort of become your friends in a weird way. For me, uh, I mostly do the nod, sometimes the good morning, and if I'm feeling extra friendly, I am a have a good one kind of guy. Uh, personally, my places with these often nameless acquaintances outside of work are the gym, church, and this bar restaurant that my wife and I have become regulars in the last year or so. Uh, so while enjoying some introspective cardio time at my local retro, I got to pondering. 
Just how essential are these little regular meeting places to our lives? How important are these places that we go to routinely and the people we interact with in those places? My guess is that they help keep us connected and grounded in this time of phones and screens and all the impersonal communication that we have. I think that they have become even more important than they have been in the past. And I often think that people without them might be in some sort of trouble over the long haul. My guess is that we crave them. My guess is that sometimes we want to go where everybody knows our name and where they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. For all you youngsters listening to the podcast, those lyrics were from the sitcom from the 80s called Cheers. And uh, it was all I could do not to sing those lyrics. Uh, but um, they're meaningful. We, we crave that idea of going someplace where we are familiar, where other people recognize us, where we feel like we fit in. Um, on a personal note, I recently retired after 31 years in public education. So maybe I will have some more time to do uh, some more of these podcasts. I was blessed to work for a fantastic district with a tremendous staff at a great school. And I had hundreds of interactions daily with children during their formative moments, parents in good situations and bad. And I was able to work with staff members that were outstanding people and many of them close friends. I was in a place where everybody knew my name for a long time. Uh, I'm still blessed with a great family. I have the best wife in the world, three great children. But my kids, they're the age where uh, unfortunately and fortunately, I guess, they rely on me less and less. Their, uh, their ages are 22, 21, and 19. And they are, of course, more independent than they used to be, which is the goal. And if you're a parent, that's the goal. Um, selfishly, though, that can make a dad like me feel a little useless at times. Uh, you know, that is the irony of parenthood, which I guess is the irony is the same in education. A, a successful parent is one that is no longer necessary, no longer needed because the parent has prepared the child to be self-reliant and to be independent. Uh, so in less and less time at work and with my kids, so I, I started to think about these outside places where you're going to be interacting with people. Uh, be that as it may, it seems like these daily routine meeting places like the gym seem to take on a greater importance. I'm just using the gym as an example in this talk, but it could be any place. Uh, my father, who is retired, he meets his buddy in a small con his buddies in a small convenience store six days a week, and they're there sometimes for two hours at a time. He goes there every morning, religiously, and he holds court with all of his buddies. The other half dozen guys do the same thing, and when they walk in, everybody knows their name. It seems like something that everybody gravitates towards in some way. I am particularly proud of the little social circle created in my gym, though, for several reasons. Um, first and foremost, it was a place where I took both my sons when they were eighth graders. Members under the age of 16 needed to be accompanied by an adult, so I had to go and work out with them every time they wanted to go for those first couple of years. And sometimes that meant waking up at 5 a.m. before school to take them or going real late at night uh, whenever their schedule permitted it. I taught them what little I knew, but I guess I did teach them that health was an important thing to invest your time in. And I did that by example, not just by declaration, which I think is important. They both still work out regularly and they have an obvious commitment to fitness. My daughter was a member for a short time, but uh, she still has that same commitment to fitness this day, working out on her own. 
Um, secondly, being a guy who coached multiple sports in high school, like I did as a teacher, as well as um, coaching all my kids' recreation and travel sports as they grew up, I am blessed to see a multitude of those athletes making the same commitment to fitness. It's kind of cool to see, uh, you know, I'm at my gym and I see grown men that I coached in football or baseball back in the 90s, working out all these years later, sometimes with their own children. Uh, more impressively, I, I see my children's classmates and teammates, kids that I coached in rec sports, making that same commitment at those formative ages between, you know, 17 and 21. It makes you think that they must have enjoyed the physical demands of the sport that you coached them in enough to continue to challenge themselves and make that commitment to always be improving, putting themselves out there, clocking in every day. I honestly feel that if a young person can commit to the gym, the chances of them committing to a spouse and a family and a successful job probably increases as well. It's a good start in life. Finally, for me personally, having the gym commitment becomes a way to signal to others and myself that there's work to be done. There's improvement. It's kind of like my New Year's resolution every day. Um, people don't always believe what you say, but they they can believe what you do. And I'm going to keep showing up, keep nodding to that same guy or girl that you see each morning, maybe throw in a good morning or a have a good one, motivate one another, look each other in the eye, realize, well, if he could show up, then I could show up too. Create a healthy habit and a routine meeting place that keeps me part of the world, part of the good part of the world. And I'm proud of those kids making that commitment each day. Proud to see them and proud to be seen. Maybe they can realize that I believe the things I told them way back when. So whether it's the gym or the coffee shop or the deli or the church or the bar, like they say in Cheers, it's important to stay in that mix, to declare your place in the world, to do it voluntarily and forthrightly. Participation is the key. So have a five for five day and we'll see you soon.